This is your Ball Pythons 101 podcast in 3, 2, 1, let's get it. Andrew from Pythons Unlimited, how are you doing today, brother? I'm doing fantastic. How about yourself, Chris? Man, I'm doing good. It's the tail end of the day, and it, today is the day that I start the podcast, so it, it's so interesting how it, um, by the way, side note, I have to have my beard <laughs> in a scrunchie because it keeps hitting the mic. So, so I like went and found like a rubber band or something and like tossed my beard in it. This might be my new look. <laughs> Get that static noise out of the way. Right. For sure. So what's going on, man? So, um, just overall, uh, I think it's best to talk about what all, uh, we both did today, both being breeders. Right, for sure. So episode one, just want to go in here and just riff it, see how it goes and put it out. And I think we're going to segue into a lot of that within our content about just starting. So here's what I did today. I woke up, you know, first thing I do, I pull up my security camera for my snake room, check it out. I'm checking out my temperature on my Wi-Fi gauges that give me, you know, alerts, you know, pretty it's not real time i think my temp gauges are on like a three minute delay working on finding a product that has no delay i actually just picked up some i don't know if it's considered a sponsorship but um i can't even think of their name right now but basically they're mailing me some new type of uh, system that monitors the temperature and humidity and uh, it's supposed to be real-time feedback so which i like that with no delay stuff like that's so important i mean you can throw one in your incubator and you set your parameters yeah. and my tent gets below, you know, like maybe 88 or above 90, then it's going to alert me kind of like a security system as well. So anyway, uh, moving along and pop into the snake room. And, you know, today I actually counted how many snakes I own. I've actually been getting asked that a lot. And I figured, I figured for the podcast, I'd go ahead and, and find out how many I have. And it's right at 258 heads currently. And 258. 258 yeah I oh my goodness i was guessing 253 i mean it's it it always fluctuates because some of those are going to be available and they are listed for sale and then you know so i'm 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 hatching and selling hatching and selling selling so it's it's going to fluctuate but yeah you know that number sounds more though than what it seems like it's not like i have 250 breeders but um, yeah you know because i mean what i'm in my my fourth year now so we're just (laughs) we're just now starting to mature the collection pretty much yeah coming from a collector with a uh, a collection of what 20 22 snakes right now that's that sounds insane <laughs> you know even imagine dealing with all that <laughs> snake poop mainly i tell you what and that's something to be said about that like yeah if you're starting at ground zero to jump into 250 snakes dude like i couldn't <laughs> i don't think i could have done it i really don't because I, this is a, something that gets ramped up every year and, you know, it, it's a full-time job, man. <laughs> well, well, I'm blessed that it actually is what I'm doing full-time. I mean, if I had a full-time job and handling 250 snakes, totally doable, but I th- I feel like I would have to be 100% disciplined, like, mm-hmm. you know, really not much leisure time, probably have perhaps uh, someone hired to help me, you know, of course, pops, helps me a lot with the rats, but, um, I'm pretty much a hundred percent all as far as the breeding snake care, yeah. cleaning, you know, me and him share the, uh, the cleaning on the rats, but, um, but yeah, then we, um, just start going tub to tub and the way I do it with my system, 
I first I just do a whole run through the entire collection, all 256 snakes. And if a tub needs cleaned, I leave it cracked. And then, because mm-hmm. <laughs> I like to kind of, I don't, I mean, it depends on my mood, but that's pretty much what I do most of the time. I, pref- <laughs> I prefer to, I prefer to batch like one action. So I'll just hurry up and hit them all. Then yeah. the ones that need attention, I'll leave cracked. And then I just go back through and clean them all. I'm actually using paper towels now. I don't know if you knew that or caught that on my social media or not. Really? For, uh, for your substrate for all of your ball pythons? There's a couple on coconut mulch. But gotcha. maybe like ninety five percent are on paper towels, and wow, I, that is actually like so, I I was paper towels originally when I had them inside my house, like inside the okay. same the same airspace, which a lot of people do. And let's get real, paper towels are not very good at absorbing odor or liquid. Yeah, or once anything. they <laughs> once they get you know one urate or one poop on them, you know they're they're pretty much done. <laughs> Exactly. As opposed to aspen bedding or something like that or coconut fiber. I like it, though, because it keeps me on top of it and I'm in there every single day, no matter what. Definitely. And and they're constantly getting, you know, that clean cleanness to be to be honest with you. It for me personally, I mean, yeah, if a big girl, you know, pees and poos, I mean, you know, like you don't want to let them sit in that too long because it certainly could puddle the snakes are smart though. They'll get on one side of the tub and get away from it. Exactly. For the most part. But yeah, I mean, if I'm in there every day, I have no problem. It's not an issue. If it's a couple hours after, like, it's never been an issue with, with any type of health issue. If they do have to be in it a little bit. And in fact, they're in it. Usually, even if it's coconut moss, they can be in it. But for me, it's just um, the paper towel, just dumping, pulling the towels out. It just, it just, you know, the, the poo and it just, it just one sweep the tub is empty and clean it's definitely nice but it's it's something that i've never really been able to to understand how i would be able to like you know get a grasp on it financially like how has it affected you financially as opposed to you know aspen bedding and things like that because right now i have a a source of aspen bedding i go out and get excuse me that's a really good question actually so here's what i'm going through financially i buy a large pack of let's see what's the brand Bronny. It's a pretty, I, I buy like the best bounty bounty. I like, I mean, I don't buy cheap paper towels. Just, I mean, they're all pretty much the same, but I don't get like generic because mm-hmm. the, the bounty is a little bit more absorbent, a little thicker, a little more stout. One pack of those cost me about $21 and I'm buying a pack once a week. So for a collection of 250 heads at 80 bucks a month for substrate, I think that's actually incredibly cheap. Is that 80 bucks a month? 80 bucks a month on substrate is all I'm spending for 250 heads. That's not bad. And, 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 and I'm like staying you said, on top yeah, of it, I'm, I, exactly. I I'm not skimpy. That, that also includes yeah. paper towels to, you know, you know, just like whenever I leave hmm. the snake room, I always spray a little bit of chlorhexidine on a towel and I'll, I'll wipe off my phone. I'll gotcha. disinfect my phone, my hands. And that's one thing. Like, you know, another thing I'm just kind of, I'm just going to kind of allow myself to ramble here um, as it comes to me. Um, I'm going to start wearing a mold mask, not to say that my room has mold, but let's get real. <laughs> I mean, I, I feel like a mask with the dust, you know, cause there is some coconut mulch and then just, you know, it's just, just, I think it would be better for respiratory health, but I don't know that I'm just kind of thinking out loud. I need to, I, I think I'm going to start wearing a mask in my snake room. We certainly did a rat room. I think it's a good idea. <laughs> Dude, dust. I know some, some breeders that will wear mask in their snake room. 
and rat room. I mean, respiratory health is yeah. everything, you know, for the ammonia and the, the, everything up in the air. Um, yeah, it, I, I could definitely see that causing a problem. And it's been something I've looked into. Uh, yeah, when it I comes mean, to grabbing something like that. But I definitely run HEPA filters in the snake room for sure. Yep. And try to stay up on that. And I think, you know, air quality is nice, you know, getting it aired out. But, but anyway, getting back to the day. So I'm going through all the tubs and I'm <laughs> identifying which ones are dirty, which is, you'd be surprised, man. Like I would say on any given day, if we were to average it out, I probably have to change the paper towels in 30% of my collection every single day. 30%? Yep. So sometimes, what? sometimes it's 50%. Whew, that's that's 60 snakes, 60, 70, 80. Wow. At this point, like it's just so streamlined. And to be honest, man, crazy. It's, it's my favorite part of the day when I'm, when I'm wow. doing that. Of course, I'm, you know, latex gloves is another expense. I'm spending about yeah. 50 bucks. I'm probably, I spend about $50 a quarter on, uh, I get mm-hmm. my latex gloves on eBay. Uh, it's like a thousand of them. I think it's like a half, yeah, a, pen, half a penny each, something like that. Yeah. You know, but, um, something you need for cleaning days. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, we've all, I think we've all barehanded a turd here and there, but <laughs> yes, we have. <laughs> hey, hey, you're not a snake. You're not a snake breeder if you haven't been bit and also barehanded a turd. <laughs> I think that's a really good, really good welcoming party there. That's my new slogan. Out. Ball pythons 101. <laughs> well, we barehand turds and we, and we get bit. How often, that's how, often how, how often do you get bit? Honestly, I have been doing an incredible job at uh, not getting bit. Um, I <laughs> I don't even want to jinx it, to be honest with you. <laughs> I just I just never get bit, to be honest with you. I, I, I know my animals really well, and I, I know a lot of them when they want to bite me and things like that. So uh, I kind of just stick away from them, and I know which ones are, are more prone to, right. to biting and which ones aren't. But, um, yeah, it's, uh, the only times I really get bit now is when I'm just, uh, honestly, what comes to mind is taking photos for Instagram and then a snake will just randomly latch onto me. Uh, <laughs> it's just, it's just kind of what happens. Uh, you know, I'm sure you could understand just for sure. these gravid females right. or, or something like that. They just, they smell something off on your hand or something. You're walking by the rat room and. Yeah, that's that's pretty much the only bites I've been getting. I've been uh, I've been pretty blessed, but I did just recently get a a, a Doomrolls boa, and she has been getting quite feisty. So, I've been uh, yeah. I've, I've been training those reflexes. Yeah, one of my buddies had those super cool animals. Beautiful, beautiful pattern. Absolutely, very very active. I, I know they love water, don't they? I remember him spraying them down, and they put their head right up on that stream. Yeah, they're they're definitely a lot. Uh, they they love tight spaces. They love corners. They love feeling uh, confined. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, pressed in between things. I always find them uh, in in my tubs on the you know the little line. I'm trying to think of uh, the little divot or trench on the bottom of uh, each. Tub. Yeah, like on a 41 court. How it yeah, runs exactly, on sides. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they'll always be like in that really <laughs> or really? whatever sort of groove there is if there's any groove anything like that she'll always be uh yeah really packed in there she really likes her corners and her spaces and feeling all her scales on something i, I from what i've noticed so far gotcha. it, it's really nice it's the only bow i have so it's a it's nice and she's she's a gorgeous animal so um i'm excited to get to know her and get to know you know boas <laughs> and have a live bearing animal like that yeah for sure i mean that's 
something I think everybody should do is, I mean, I'm, I need to tell myself that it's just, I've, I'm so focused on ball pythons, but I certainly will want to pick up a separate species eventually. It's just such tight space. I mean, I, you know, it's crazy. I keep two, I keep all 250 of those animals in a nine and a half by 11 foot room. <laughs> Your standard bedroom, standard bedroom size. Yeah. But it's, you know, I, we, we custom made our racks to go 13 and 14 high. So most freedom wow. reader racks or ARS go up, to, I think, to 12 high. And that helps yeah. squeeze it, squeeze them in there. But um, we're, we're going to be expanding to a little side room soon. It's just it's time to move a lot from last year up that are in 1040 still that really need to be put in. I, we got the ARS, uh, what is it, the 50 series. It's kind of like a, for balls up to about 2,000 grams. Mm-hmm man i need more 41 courses space is usually always an issue and you know it's always space is an issue <laughs> definitely yeah that's my plans for 2020 is definitely to uh upgrade all my rack systems and get up uh a really nice uh either an ars or uh two custom made 10 tall uh breeder tubs as well as a good 40 or 50 hatchling rack uh, i definitely i definitely need that by the end of 2020 Right. Because uh, I got I got a lot of females coming up that I'm really excited to see what they have to throw out for me. And um, yeah, that's going to be the plan. Yeah. And it seems like when you can get a female out of them, them smaller tubs that are really like hatchling tubs to, to sub adult and you put them in an adult tub, you tend to start feeding them bigger meals naturally. And yep. then, and they really start taking off. I mean, you, I, to me personally, if, if I have a female in a tub where she's getting too snug, I just notice I'll throw meals probably like half the size i should then again there's been benefits to that because my snakes are not hitting the wall which for the listeners the wall is when a ball python typically goes off feed around a thousand grams 900 800 to 1200 grams and they might go off feed for six months i've had yep. to go off for a year three months um there's so many different random things you can do to pop them back on feed one thing you know yeah. one thing i've been trying uh well a couple months ago is box up a snake and then go take it in like a bedroom that's at standard room temp overnight. I mean, you wouldn't do it with a hatchling, but more like an adult, you know, cause that's going to be like a standard wintertime night drop. Maybe it's 75, 70 in a room. That, that's no big deal. You know, eight hours overnight. And then yeah. just that sudden, then put them back in their enclosure, maybe on different bedding. And I've had success with that. And I've even had success with that starting them to develop eggs or not eggs, but you know, follicles. So I feel like we're, we're so all over the place. I love this conversation. Um, yeah, no, definitely. Um, wait, so back to what we were doing today. So here, I'll go, I'll go over what I did today. Okay. What I should have done today. <laughs> so, uh, what you should have done. <laughs> well, we always have, the, yeah. we always have the, what we should have done than what we did. <laughs> yeah, no. So I have a, a little bit more of a collection than I feel like you do when it comes to exotics. I have a tegu and an iguana uh, a fish tank as well that I, a uh, 55 gallon that I have running with a bunch of um, awesome fish in there. So I had to clean those, feed those, uh, definitely fed my tegu today. She is getting large. My guan enclosure, I'm building her a, uh, I'm building him a, uh, his name is Lucifer because he's such a sweetheart. Nice. And, um, it's <laughs> a fitting, it's a fitting name. <laughs> yeah. Red dragon. Right? right. Um, I'm building him a, uh, it's like a six foot tall, four feet wide and two feet, uh, deep cage. Nice, nice. And so I've, I've been building that for him and I'm, I'm hoping cause he, he started to, uh, crawl out of his cage 
And so occasionally I'd come back from work and he'd just be chilling out on my pillow or something like that. I'm like, hold on, bud. We, you got a cage for a reason. You're supposed to stay in it. <laughs> and, uh, oh, yeah. See, now I'm getting off topic. And then, uh, yeah, just the, the usual going through. And, yeah, you really, you really uh, piqued my interest when you talked about that paper towel because I use paper towels a lot for my, um, my hatchlings. Yeah. And for my smaller ball pythons, because I don't want them, you know, when I'm feeding them to get caught up in that, uh, that bedding or get any bedding in the way of them eating a meal. If you know, they're, they're having trouble. Right. Or eating they, it. they get the rodent gets wet and they get a bunch in their mouth. Or something exactly. Like that. Exactly. And that's what I'm trying to avoid. So that's what I usually use for, for the younger, um, animals. But yeah, I went through and, uh, cleaned out all my cages today and, uh, you know, logged all my, sheds i think i had two animals that shed today two snakes um and yeah just the typical day uploaded to instagram i got my uh my my last egg came uh my last hatchling came out of the last egg today so that was exciting for my first clutch of 2019 congratulations i know when we had to facetime earlier which by the way i think i think we should just real quickly backtrack and kind of even discuss why we're even on this call and and I, th- I think what we're going to do is break this up into maybe like about three or four or five parts, maybe yeah. go about 20 minutes a piece. We're 17 minutes in now. And um, because I know we want to get into some Q&A and this Definitely. and that, and we're kind of warming up now. This will be the first podcast. And then um, maybe we'll cut this one and then we'll, we'll, we'll reconnect and do another one just so that we can kind of categorize them. And it's not so all over the place. Absolutely. Yeah, there's a lot, a lot more I have to uh to pick your brain on for sure and i i feel like this is i, I think this is going to become a regular thing I, I really enjoy speaking to you man like that's we've never spoke on the phone that much so we we, we should tell the audience a little bit of our history so yeah so basically <laughs> you know we kind of met through instagram and and um you know you're, you're checking my stuff out you hit me up and um you purchased that male pastel leopard head clown for me and that was 2017 right I think it might have actually been yeah no no it was 2017 17 spring yeah back when you had i think about like 10 12,000 followers now here you are almost at 60,000 was i still chris searcy reptiles at that time no you were you were definitely ball pythons 101 because i got the pen and the uh the magnets and the Ah, shirt okay definitely hooked me up with all the swag (laughs) yeah yeah i need to reorder the swag man i mean kind of well i did the big sticker share recently and all out I cleaned my stickers yeah, I saw off. That. Do you have How a did sticker? that go? I don't, great. unfortunately. I oh. just, um, dude, you know, I, I just recently, uh, I just recently got a logo for my company. If you see awesome. on my Instagram, so yeah, uh, for anybody who's listening, a great idea. Go to Fiverr.com. There's, <laughs> there's so many people out there willing to make logos and designs and so many things for you guys, for anywhere from five to, I don't know, a thousand dollars. I paid like a couple people five to twenty dollars each and i found some logos i really really liked and it was really rewarding and uh you know it's a lot more professional now and so now the next step is definitely get it into a uh sticker form and start trading stickers with you because yeah i i seen that and i really want to sticker bomb my uh my incubator because right now it's 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 completely like black it's a little wine cooler 
Mm-hmm. And I want it to be completely covered in stickers. That would be badass. That would be, dude. The I'm sticker saying. stickers are very, very hot right now, man. Like it, it, <laughs> it's the cheapest collab. So I'll break it down real quick on a sticker collab. So I purchased. I go through Sticker Mule. I haven't really shopped. I they, I just like their quality and it's super simple. I get them in like three days. I think my stickers they're like six inches wide and about an inch and a half tall. Just my logo is kind of a weird shape. I can't really get mm-hmm. like a, like a, you know it has to be long and narrow, but um. Yeah, I'm paying like 75 cents a piece. A stamp's like 54 cents a piece. I mean, so you're at about a dollar 25 a piece. I traded stickers of like 120 breeders. That's so, crazy, man. So That's here, awesome to hear that you got that much feedback. Here's the arbitrage though, and and it goes both ways. And I, I I'm still like. My, I'm kind of, I have a couple more I need to mail out. I got to go check my PO box and I'm pretty much going to be done. Of course, new breeders as they come in, will continue to trade. Maybe I'll, I'll relaunch another campaign to get another yeah. bunch in, but I think it, you know, maybe once every six months, I'll kind of be like, okay, who wants in now? Who has stickers that didn't before, but I have a ton of them and I really want to do it justice as far as the display for me personally. I'm probably going to be upgrading incubators potentially through and, and expanding. So I don't want to lock them all in on one certain incubator for me. And um, I don't like putting <laughs> them on the glass in my incubator because I try to keep my incubator door closed as much as I can. And yeah. if it's covered, because, you know, I can check on the eggs of a flashlight without even opening it. And if you got your whole front glass covered with stickers, well, you're not going to be able to see your eggs so easily. So I think yeah, not a bright idea. <laughs> aside in the top, cool. Maybe the and I do see some people do the parameter, but man, the people that are covering the entire front of their incubator with stickers, you may want to rethink that because yeah, that's gonna, I love being able to shine a flashlight through the glass. I try to keep my my. It's incubator. extremely convenient when you're waiting for hatchlings to come out. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, a lot of times, you know, the tubs get get condensation. It's hard anyway, but. But um, but yeah, I mean, a sticker collab was was really really neat. So here's here's the value in it for both parties. I mean, a sticker is like you know it's cool. A sticker is cool. It's not like it's uh, some expensive you know uh, token of of like it's not like a shirt. But here's the thing: eventually, I'm probably gonna get like really nice frames, and I think I'm gonna frame them and just like have a whole entire wall in my you know, snake room or maybe even in my house, just something. I want to do really good justice and display them very professionally. So as I produce content, I will make it a priority to flash, not, not even just flash, but show this sticker wall. So if you trade stickers with me, your brand now has a spot on my platform. And That's goes, awesome. And it goes vice versa. Sometimes, I'm just so happy to hear that you got such a, a positive uh, uh, feedback from everybody and you got so much interaction from uh, your audience. I'm just so, so happy to hear that. Thank you. It, it was so humbling, man. I, the, these handwritten personal letters, man, like, you know, just some people really went above and beyond. And, and it was super humbling to just kind of read these letters and and to be able to and even though it's just so cool to be scrolling through instagram and you all of a sudden you randomly see your logo in the background of someone's photo i mean <laughs> as a business like that's yeah. that's brand placement of course but it needs to go both ways you always want to find that exactly. win-win and the win-win is when you know i put out a video and i show my sticker wall well, people can, you know, see your brand, you can see your own brand. So it, it goes both ways. And it, I highly recommend anybody that's listening, get a logo made. I think that's great advice you made with Fiverr. And I'm, yeah, I'm probably going to hit awesome up Fiverr. Service. 
I'll probably hit them up. I want to get my logo animated where it like moves. Do it, man. <laughs> like a motion. Yeah, without a doubt. You'll get it within the next 24 hours. Like, it's crazy. Like a, mo- a motion. I want to do like a motion graphic, kind of like for my YouTube videos, like where, you know, like I, I might say my intro and then like my logo kind of like, I would like to have it to where, you know how there's a snake in my logo? I want, yeah. I want the snake to slither, slither into place, like crawl into place in its logo. Gotcha. So I don't know. That's kind of like what I had in mind. Oh, I'm sure you could find that. Oh, fire is perfect for you then. Yeah. Just, just literally look up animation logo. There was, there was so many on there. I'm sure you would, you'd find the perfect person right. instantly. And for cheap. Cause I mean, I hit up some people yeah. like, like, I think I put a post up like, Hey, graphic designers hit me up. And I had exactly. some people trying to charge me like two and $300. I'm like, Whoa, like, yeah, I think no. I can do it. I can do without the graphic motion for now. <laughs> so yeah, no, I'm, I'm sure there's five, $10 options out there for you. Awesome. You know, I got my logo made on 99designs.com. Obviously I'm very happy with my logo. That was 299. I still think that's kind of expensive, but a logo is everything. And it's, it is. You know, it's just you have a very iconic logo, though, and it's and you've stuck to it. So it's it's definitely something that's done you a lot of well. And when it comes to making your brand and uh, naming your brand, you know what I mean? Yeah, and it was something I can grow into. So do you want to before we let's let's wrap this one up with one question. And I think okay. I think, you know, which question I wanted you to ask me so I can speak to it. And then we're going to wrap this and then we're going to hop into uh, our second episode. <laughs> so what happened to the podcast? The podcast that was supposed to happen in 2017. There was a podcast that was supposed to happen in 2017. I made promises, like publicly. <laughs> I I feel like I was even a part of one. <laughs> you, you was actually on. There is a recording on my computer with you on one. I I recorded like three full one and a half hour podcasts. Man, we had like guests calling in asking us questions like live. I mean, here's the deal, man. I want, I mean, obviously it's a good move for your brand to do something like this, but it, it, in my opinion, I just put too much emphasis on it. Look right now, as we're saying this, guess what? Nobody knows the podcast is coming. I haven't mentioned it once on my social media. And I told myself this time you're not hyping it because then here's how, and this is my personality. If I'm like, Hey, I'm going to do this. It's going to be cool. Blah, 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 blah. I build like a ton of hype. I got people like hitting me up, like, when's it coming? When's it coming? I get pressured and then I become a perfectionist and then I just, I just stall up and it never happened. Plus I overcomplicated it. I, I bought this like cool studio, like it looked cool on camera, but like, it was just kind of hard to figure out the everything, the mixer, all the wires, like, you know, yeah. how to upload an RSS feed. Dude, we're on the app called Anchor right now. It's free. <laughs> it's recording us. I mean, it's like, that's the thing. It's just. It's just that's why we're doing it today because it was easy and I didn't yeah. I didn't make a big deal about it. So you called me or you been you hit me up like a week ago like hey man can I get like a you know a FaceTime sometime just catch up run some things by you. You mentioned that you you know kind of want some uh, motivation in a sense. Yeah, no man, it's uh it's it's tricky here uh being a lonely breeder, but I don't know if we want to leave the the questions when it comes to finding other breeders and things like that to part two or yeah well you know that for sure let's save that for the next one we'll wrap this one soon gotcha. uh, i think we're almost at the 30 minute mark and i think 30 minutes might be a good length for the show um about 30 minutes long by the way definitely i, I named it ball pythons 101 podcast i mean i was like okay that works 
Yeah. You know, <laughs> that's what it is. Like <laughs> yeah. And, you know, for featuring Pythons Unlimited. How about that? <laughs> da, 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 da. Yeah, I'll have to get some jingle or something. But but anyway, yeah, <laughs> the, the punchline of why it never happened is there was a couple reasons. A, I hyped it up, so I clammed up, and I was like, oh, man, like I've hyped this like it's going to be like sliced – you know, what is it called? Sliced – as good as sliced bread or better than – Yeah. And, and then it was too much pressure, so it just never happened. And 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 another reason is – I was only in like my second or third breeding season. Since then, I've got two more breeding seasons under my belt and I've learned so much more. And I'm look, I'm not call I'm still learning. That's that is the absolute punchline. I learn every day. And and I just I feel like I can I think I have more leverage to even be able to speak now about this subject just because I sat back two years, I sucked in a ton of knowledge, a ton of experience shared knowledge and then i revisited it just when it felt right you were like hey man like can we do it facetime and then like you know we got on the horn today last night um for some reason i was like you know what i've been telling myself like all right gotta do it like and i got a pen out yesterday and i wrote podcast on my hand i was like you know what and i wrote it i i i put that ink so hard into my hand like i wanted the ink to stay there i was like when i take a shower i don't want it to rinse off i want to wake up tomorrow and see the word podcast on my hand you hit me up and i was like i felt like we clicked and i was like dude let's do it let's just do it you're my first guest like let's go perfect let's go. and here we are so anyway <laughs> meant to be look dude it is man it's just all about getting it done and just doing it man I think this is going to be a pretty solid first episode. Like, like we said, it doesn't matter. Like just allow yourself to do a bad job. It's better than the old version of yourself that didn't even do it. You know? Yeah, definitely. Just, just, just get something done and just keep moving. You, you, you can't stop. And another thing I think that even might've halted me, I was worried that I was like, Oh, I'm going to put so much effort into this and I'm going to put one out and it's going to get, 35 listens but you know what <laughs> i'm really in a good spot mentally now which we'll get to that to the next episode about my youtube journey because i'm getting yeah, but 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 as far as perspective right now i'm just focused on doing and putting out quality content and not even paying attention to the analytics something's always better than nothing exactly and it's more about the integrity of following through of what i want to do and it just build, builds momentum and it just gets better and better. So. Absolutely. You made it happen. All right. Well, the first one's in the books. Um, <laughs> you know, we'll go back through and we'll, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll edit in like an intro with you, like saying your name and who you are. That way, you know, it's kind of up front in the middle. I mean, the beginning, not the middle, but uh, dude, <laughs> it's in the books, man. Like this part at this point, we're, we're off record. I'll edit this part out, but dude, that gotcha. was, that was dank, man. Like I love it. Hey guys. Thanks so much for listening to this episode episode two coming right at you in a couple days we're gonna keep these rolling and we really appreciate the listen till next time andrew from pythons unlimited and chris here from ball pythons 101 we'll talk to you soon peace